Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, it's another Craft Distillery Monday. Definitely not a craft distillery. Well, it's craft distillery one time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably the number one selling whiskey in the world. Is it, it, it is the number one. So you're exactly correct. They, they sell just a little bit down there in Lynchburg, Tennessee. So we said every now and then we got a big boy. So this is, this is a big boy. Yeah. I think in 2017, they sold 16.1 million cases of uh whiskey out of there. That's a uh, 38, million gallons of whiskey (laughs) i don't even know what that is in barrels but it's a lot so we've had 200 and a dozen or so episodes and never had jack on the show never but this week we're gonna have it on twice we are we are well before we get to this yeah wednesday's episode listeners you want to pay attention really special kentucky girl on taylor austin die pretty amazing she got some pipes on her yes she does the country adele yeah she she can belt it <laughs> out right she can and, and and she can drink some whiskey too yeah i think me and you were both shocked uh when we made the pours we we had pretty good sized pours and uh me and you went to sip on it and she shot that sucker she threw back. it back she threw it back <laughs> like a young young lady should uh you don't want to miss that episode listeners uh very special um her music will resonate with you So uh, make sure you catch that show. But now back to our review. (laughs) That's right. So we've got, we've got Jack Daniels. Yep. We've got the Jack Daniels 80 proof release here. 80 proof. Yeah. So this is the bottle that, uh, this is the house that Jack built, right? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people um, that listen to our show will resonate with this. They've all probably tried it. We've both tried it. I don't know how many Jack and Cokes I've drank in my life, but I've drank a lot of them um, over the years. Not a lot of Jack straight, so a little bit. Uh, Usually turning a bottle up, right? Yeah. That, this, is a, <laughs> this is a big boy bottle right here. So we've got a, we got a handle. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, a little, little more than half full right now. Yeah. I've drank from this a couple of times. Well, I think it's about darn time we focus a little attention on this. And and we are doing it this week because we're also having Taylor on on Wednesday. And we want to kind of focus a little bit on Jack and and talk a little bit about Tennessee whiskey. And you've got some tidbits for us there, don't you? I do. So 1875, it started out um, in Lynchburg, Tennessee. And uh, I bet a lot of people don't know this about old Jack Daniel. His name is that Jack is his nickname. His name was Jasper. Jasper Newton Jack Daniel was his actual name and stuff. Jasper was a, it's not a name that's used a lot anymore, is it? No, that's an old country boy right country there. Boy name, yeah. I think J- there's a Jasper on Lonesome Dove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an old school name right there. So, um, 1875, you said? Somewhere about that. They can't quite figure it out now. Um, was he really the founder? Kind of was, but he learned how to make whiskey uh, from a really his first master distiller. His master distiller, his name was uh, Nathan Green, 
and everybody would know him as Uncle Nearest. Now I've heard that story. <laughs> so that uh, so Uncle Nearest was the uh, the man who taught taught Jack how to make whiskey, right? Yeah, and uh, got a great story. And and in Jack Daniel's bi- biography, he actually wrote about him. So you know how much uh, Uncle Nearest meant to him to sure. write about him, especially at that time. Um, different different part of the world down there back then so um that shows you how much um he really meant to him to write about him now now there's an uncle nearest whiskey out there yeah so maybe we'll have to review them shortly um brown foreman owns jack daniels now um that says a lot so when we say brown foreman we actually are talking about um woodford reserve Old Forester. They got a couple other brands out they there. Do. They've got uh, they've got an Irish whiskey, Slane. They've got uh, uh, they've got a Scotch brand as well. So tequila brands. You know, it's, it's a bigger company than than you might think. But the the overall parent company of Brown Foreman. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Tennessee whiskey for a minute, Jim. Sure. The great controversy that we easily don't talk about too much, do we? By U.S. law, it's a bourbon. Um, yes. So it meets all the criteria to be a bourbon. Now, some people say you, you, they, they put it through that maple charcoal. They're flavoring it. Well, no, they're charcoal. They're filtering it through through there, and they're doing it while it's white dog before yeah. it ever goes in a barrel. Adds no color. Yep. No flavoring. Yep. It, what it does is it uh, whiskey, you know, that bite you got, it has these. If you looked at the, I guess, science, if you know more about this than I do, but there's these little almost like uh, those little barbs in like pepper. Um, or grab a hold of your tongue and that's that spice you get, right? Mm-hmm. But it filters some of that out and cuts those or smooths them out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, most whiskeys that are made. In this world, most bourbons that are made in this world uh, go through some sort of filtration before they're put in the barrel, right? The, or they go through some sort of filtration as they come out of the barrel because everybody wants to get out the chunks. They want to make sure that what goes into uh, the barrel is pure and clean liquid, right? Yeah, a lot of them say charcoal mellowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, there's a Heaven Hill that says charcoal mellowed, right? Yeah. So... So just understand that that process of the Lincoln County process is what it's called, which is where they, they, they run the white dog or the, the new make gets run through the column of, uh, of maple charcoal does not invalidate the fact that it's a bourbon. Yeah. If, even if you looked at the NAFTA free trade agreement with, uh, I believe, Mexico and, and Canada, even Canada says that, that Tennessee whiskey would be classified as a bourbon. But um, they don't want to be called a bourbon. Now, Tennessee doesn't. And I have a law down there yeah. in Tennessee. And and so so Jack Daniels chooses not to be called a bourbon. They choose to be called a Tennessee whiskey. And what they do to their whiskey, other people outside of Tennessee cannot do. Sure. So it's their way to say, hey, we're special. And a lot of distilleries down there do it that way. You know, mm-hmm. our, our good friends down at Leapers Fork, they, they've got a charcoal mellowing system, and it's pretty neat. It looks like a giant, biggest sprinkler head I've ever seen before. <laughs> and it takes quite a while to do that. So I, I you know how far long their column is they use to do that in? Is it some I – mean, no, I don't know, but I, I, I understand it's many feet, right? 12 oh, yeah. to 20 feet or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's a big, huge column of, of charcoal. Yeah, I think that's a neat process, and it does 
smooth it out a little bit. Well, heck, we've talked about it a little bit. Everybody knows this. This is a rye bourbon, right? A rye Tennessee whiskey, I guess. Yep. 50, it's more 51% corn. Um, then they would add the rye and then uh, their malted barley to it too. It is a sour mash. Now, we've talked about that on the show before. Some people, you know, that are not whiskey drinkers will be like, well, it tastes sour. No, it doesn't taste sour. Sour mash is the process they use. So they'll t- take that spent grain and put it back in to their next fermentation to kind of start that up right. And that consistency is what makes their whiskey taste the same every time. That's right. It's called back set, right? It's that a little bit of that last batch goes into the next batch, just like if you're making sourdough bread. Yep. But sourdough bread is a little sour. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, let's check this out. What do you say? Cheers. Cheers. Very familiar. Oh, yeah. Very familiar. Brings back, well, I won't say good memories. Brings back memories. <laughs> now, this is actually some of the first whiskey I ever drank in my life. Is it? I remember my stepdad got a, uh, I guess it's probably a Christmas gift or something, or he'd been at the company for so many years, and they, they gave him a glass, a bottle and a glass, and I remember he hid it out inside of his uh, workshop, and me and my little brother would go out there and sip on it. <laughs> the nose is kind of simple, uh, but it's nice. It's uh, It's caramel and a little bit of. A little bit of uh, oak and pepper, not too much, but uh, but no, no, not overly. It doesn't have too much alcohol on the nose, I guess. Yeah, it's not very, but but it's eighty proof too. I get right. a little bit of honey uh, black tea on this. You know, I was thinking tea actually went because I already took a sip. As soon as I took a sip of it, I was like, oh, that that kind of reminds me of tea a little bit. So sorry, I got ahead of you, but yeah, I think that like Earl Grey with honey on it. Maybe a little bit of orange zest. Well, heck, you're drinking. Cheers. I'll, I'll, let's taste this thing. Cheers. Yeah, it goes down real easy. Um, 80 proof, very smooth. No sharp edges, like you said. Um, kind of um, doesn't have a lot going on. No, it's not viscous or anything. Um I mean, there's a reason why this gets drank with Coke right here a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do get that sweet tea, that honey tea, a little bit of brown sugar in there, I guess. It's got just enough bite to let you know it's a it's a real whiskey, um, but it is smooth. I don't feel like when I'm sipping on this straight, I don't feel like it's something that'll really punch through in a cocktail. But let's face it. This is in every well in the world. I mean, it's making cocktails like, well, that's that's where all the millions of gallons are going, right? Cocktails and yeah. and highballs. And I don't think they care what you put it in. <laughs> of course they don't. They're perfectly happy to have you make whatever drink you want to out of it. Now, do you know their, uh, their DSP is not seven? What, what's their DSP? I think it's like 12 or 13, uh, but that was their original. The story goes that that was their original DSP, and they couldn't get that DSP back at, whenever they started back up after Prohibition oh, or I something. I thought old number seven had something to do with the batch number or something. That's what I read today. Okay. I did a little bit of reading. There, I guess there's a couple of different stories about it, but old number seven, I mean, that's uh, it's been around for a minute. So, have you been to the distillery? Me and Viv did take a trip down there. Um, man, it's been a minute ago. We took my daughter down there with us, and 
you know, we got to go to the little spring there and the statue of Jack Daniels. Have you been down there? I haven't been. I need to go. It's a nice trip. There's a little Air Force base down there um, that has a campground and lake and stuff. And we'd stayed down there and um, it's not that far away, you know, and that whole town is whiskey, right? It's everything's whiskey there. Now yeah. they say there's only 3,381 people there or something of the population of Lynchburg, Tennessee, but it's like six or 7,000 really. Now they, uh, they, they were a dry County, right? Mm-hmm. Are they still a dry County? I don't know. I was on the military base. There no military bases dry. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I was just curious because I knew at one time I'd heard that, you know, Jack Daniels was actually in a dry county down there, so you couldn't actually drink it. You can make it, but you can't drink it. But I guess those things have probably changed. Well, for a while, did, did you know that Jack Daniels, because um, Tennessee went into prohibition before anybody else did. We've talked about that before on the show. I think it was 1910 is when they went into that. So they had to move their distilling to Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, really? Now, none of that whiskey, though, that was produced there was sold because it was bad. Oh, really? Okay. It didn't meet the standards. of That's what I read today. Um, and I thought that was pretty neat that they tried, um, but it, it kind of failed. And Tennessee didn't go back, I believe, until 1938. Yeah, Tennessee was the first state... To adopt prohibition and one of the last states to give it up, right? Yeah, that's weird, though. I know. That's yeah. the weirdest thing. <laughs> the people down there love to drink. I think probably there was, a, you know, it's that it's a southern battle that took place, you know, back at that, at that time. And it just, it, you know, we're still unraveling prohibition today. Even today. We have all these laws that are still remnants of prohibition, the three-tier system, you know, the other things yeah. like that. And it's it's just going to take a couple of generations for that stuff to disappear. But I, I do see a trend. I see a trend of, uh, of, of those things starting to go away, getting to be easier. Well, I think, and I know our whiskey friends are going to hate me saying this, but I believe that microbreweries um, kind of paved the way for distilleries in all these states um, with beer. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about and probably that. wineries too, right? Wineries and, and yeah. microbrews. Those things that have lower alcohol content, it's a little bit easier for, for people to, to buy into that, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. Anywhere we go across the United States, you hear people say that Colorado, Texas, the out in Oregon, you know, the battle that, that they've had to fight uh, with laws, even here in Kentucky, Today, we're still dealing with some of that stuff. You know, we are. So so now Kentucky is a shipping state, which means that distilleries in Kentucky can now ship their product to customers, which is great. You come to the bourbon trail, you visit a distillery, you don't have to figure out how to pack all those bottles into your suitcase anymore. The distilleries will ship them out to you. Not to every state because you got control states like Ohio, Pennsylvania, um, Virginia, Mm -hmm. right, that the state controls everything there. So all the liquor goes to the state and then they put it in their stores and it'll take a while, but it's getting better. Hurts the consumer. Yeah. The consumer is the one that pays, I believe in the distilleries because they're not able to ship to those States. You know, it, it kind of opened the doors a little bit. And like you said, it it's going to take generations. Yeah. Well, Jim, Hey, uh, you know, Jack Daniels is still good whiskey. Um, and if you don't like their 80 proof, 
Man, they got some single barrels that are just fabulous out there. Yeah, their single barrels are pretty amazing. And in fact, I think, you know, definitely when you tune in on Wednesday, you'll you'll hear about one of those. <laughs> but um yeah. Look, this is a great whiskey. There's nothing wrong with it. It's 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 an eighty proof whiskey. It's smooth, it's easy to drink. Um, you know, there's nothing special about it. It's not going to knock your socks off, but nobody expects it to, right? You just expect to be able to grab a bottle of this, add it to some ginger ale, put it in some, a Coke, uh, you know, have a cocktail made up with it and just move on down the road. Man, I used to drink the hell out of some highballs, <laughs> yeah. drink, just a couple of them. Um, and with Jack or with usually everybody's going to get on me about this, but I'd been known to drink just a little bit of Canadian whiskey with some uh, ginger ale, but the same thing with Jack, you know, they sell plenty of it. A lot of people talk about it. Frank Sinatra actually has a bottle of this in his uh, casket with him. He does. Yeah. I think I've heard that. I think something we ought to do in the future is we ought to do Jack and Jim side by side. Jack and Jim compare the two. What do you think? Yeah. I think it'd be a good show. They're definitely going to be different because that Lincoln County process definitely affects the flavor of the whiskey. It definitely has an impact. on it. You know, I just took another good big old pour of this and uh, got a little bit of peanut butter on there, a little peanuty or nutty taste to that. Not almonds, but peanut peanuts. Um, I'm not sure where that's coming from, if it's coming from the barrels or... Yeah. yeah, I still think it's a good expression if you're looking to pour cocktails. Heck, even you, you sit down by the campfire, it's not going to knock your britches off. This is kind of a everyday sipper, right? It's not going to empty your wallet either, is it? No. So what no. would you pay for a handle of, of this? Do you remember? I got to be honest with you, Jim. Somebody brought this over here. They brought it and left it because uh, at one of the fires, somebody. I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess a handle at about twenty seven dollars. I think you're probably right on that. 20, 27 to 30 bucks. Um, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, and that's a lot of whiskey right there. That's a bottle you pull out for a lot of big, big event. Hey, I did want to give a shout out to all of our roadies and other listeners who made it out to Bourbon on the Banks here just uh, a week or so ago. And uh, it was a great event. Really amazing. I think there were. About 1,200 people attending. Yep. And I think 150 of them are roadies. I think there's 150 bourbon bullshitter t-shirts out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A a big, big thank you to Abby, um, one of our listeners. We could not have done it without him. And Jamie, his friend, came and poured Woodenville whiskey for us um, all day long. Never skipped a beat. uh, Very educated about whiskey. Had a lot of customers came coming at him about bourbon not being from Kentucky. Abby, man, you are the man. Uh, you are the uh, master pourer of bourbon. Rock star. He was a rock yeah. star of that event for us. He, he allowed us time to really have time to, to talk with our roadies. It was nice. Yeah. I mean, we had roadies help us put up and tear down. Todd Ritter, Ralph uh, Burgess was there. Yeah. Um, we got to thank you guys for helping us uh, set up and tear down. Abby was there uh, the day before helping us. Um, and, our, and, our, and our wives ran the swag table. Man, they not only ran the swag table, but they also like were directing people, hey, you go to there to drink whiskey, you go over there to sign up for the podcast and for uh, the Bourbon Road private Facebook group, the Roadies. 
they were doing it all. So, and I want to I want to give a big shout out to Big Chief here, Mike. I mean, you put this event together. Um, at least as far as the Bourbon Road is concerned, you secured our sponsor. You got the tent. You got all the things that went into the tent. And guys, we didn't just have a tent. We had a palace. It was huge. We had about, I don't know, I would say we averaged 40, 40 plus people, 50 people in there at a time. It was, uh, you know, I kind of get claustrophobic in crowds like that. And I was a little nervous. Somebody pinched my butt while we were in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not used to that. Uh, But people taking photos, talking to us, uh, just I thought it was a great event for us. Um, I can't thank Diane Strong and her entire staff there at Bourbon on the Banks for letting us set up there. Real class act. Oh, yeah. Real class act. So if if you didn't get to to experience Bourbon on the Banks 2021, I'm going to. I'm going to ask you to get out your calendar and put it in for next year. I think it's actually going to be in August next year. Well, there's some debate about that. So Okay, but anyway, be watching for it. August or October, which one ever it is, if you can't make the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, make bourbon on the banks. Um, it's a smaller had, venue. They had 40 distilleries. Yeah. Uh, and it stretched along the riverbank. Um, I don't think either one of us ever left our tent um we didn't have a chance yeah (laughs) but everybody that came said they had a great time um we actually had like 10 extra bottles there of whiskey the roadie bar the roadie bar um so if you signed up to be a roadie or if you were a roadie we brought some pretty special bottles um some of our toasted right yep entire bottle um we'd barely drank any of that between Mm -hmm. me and you and uh it it went bye-bye right yeah. quick. Uh, bottle of Stag Jr., it went quick. Um, Iron Root, I had brought a brand-new bottle of that Harbinger. Harbinger. You had the Harbinger. You had some Angel's Envy. You had uh, – what else did we have there? Oh, we had a Horse Soldier. Yeah. I mean, it was a great roadie bar. And that's one of the benefits of being a roadie, actually, is that when you come to one of our events, and, and whether it be a bonfire event or a pouring or – uh, something like this, you're always going to find a roadie bar, right? Somewhere you can get some extra pours. Well, I don't think anybody else did that out there. And I, that was just a thank you from Jim and I to say thanks for being roadies. Thanks for supporting the podcast. And we might only do that once a year or we'll do it more than once a year. We usually have a tasting over here, Jim's house, or we'll do a bourbon blind, which we should be doing one soon here at some yeah. point. Um, but that's just a thank you from us to say, hey, we really do appreciate you listening to us uh, while you're driving down the road or joining our group, um, just giving us support. You know, it, it does take a – they say it takes a village, mm-hmm. right? And that the, the Bourbon Road does take a village to put on and host events and stuff. It's not one man or two men. It's It's an entire family that puts it on and stuff, and that's – with our wives and our our great friends like Abby and Todd Ritter that helped us out and um, getting invited to stuff like that. We talked at the uh, Rippy House. Yeah, that was great. Um, we got a tasting coming up on the this next weekend. So November the 6th, right? Saturday in Shelbyville, Kentucky at the Barrel Room. Are they sold out, Mike? I'm not positive if they're sold out yet. So there's only 40 tickets. That's it. You're going to get four different pours. 
and birthday bourbon is one of them. The 2020 birthday bourbon is the bottle, the main bottle, but um, you're going to get a 1910, a 1920. We are going to blend a 1915 there. That is a 1910 and 1920 mixed together, right? That's right. So really you're getting five pours. Yeah. Um, really, because we're going to blend those two bottles together. <clears throat> and a little bit of history lesson, right? Yeah. Oh, most definitely. You know, we're going to bring the history for it. And then we're going to do the birthday bourbon. And you never can tell because um, our bars are overflowing with bourbon. We might bring some bottles from some of the uh, reviews we've done from across the country and share our bourbon with you if you come out there. Um, I think it's uh, $50. It's it's $50. And for that, you get that uh, flight of pours and you get the, you know, sort of the walk through um, Old Forester. Yep. So and, and and you get to you get to hang out at sort of our stomping grounds, right? That's where we like to hang out. Yeah, you'll get to see Main Street Shelbyville if you haven't been here before. Um, you get to hang out with us for a while, have a couple of pours with us. We we'll hang out afterwards a little while too, and have a couple of pours with you and uh, chat it up. You'll have opportunity to buy some swag there mm-hmm. if you want to buy some swag. Um, that's just that's what we're gonna do. Um, you want to come check that out? We'd appreciate it. The barrel room would appreciate it. If you are not a bourbon drinker, if you have a spouse that wants to come along with you, they don't have to buy a tasting to sit at the bar and drink beer. That's right. And they've got some great bourbon slushies there. But, well, I've I've been known to tear them bourbon slushies. <laughs> they also have wine and, and, and other things as well. But, you know, the main thing there, it's, it's, a, it's a beer place. It's a brewery. It is a brewery. They have a really nice bourbon bar. Uh, I probably... 60 to 100 bottles up on the shelves um they have some ciders if you're not into beer um before the fall season and every wednesday they have three special bottles on whiskey wednesday pours five dollars a pour it's pretty every, good every wednesday every wednesday and they always have the bourbon road flight yeah i mean who doesn't want that right <laughs> that's right <laughs> well mike where can our listeners find us well, on you, social media you can find us on uh tiktok now we got two videos on there. Yeah. Um, we'll have some more coming up. You can find us on Twitter. I don't know how much we really put on Twitter. One, one, we post twice a week on Twitter. That's it. We don't really post anything else on there because there's stuff we don't talk about. And that's what the kind of Twitter's for, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think I think we basically post on Twitter our, our episode releases. Yeah, episode releases. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, we're on those. You'll see us on there quite often. Uh, we also have our private Facebook group, as we've been talking about, the Bourbon Roadies, getting up to about 2,500 people. Get in there and join. Three rules, Jim. That's it. That's right. You have to be 21 because this is all about whiskey, right? And you uh, you have to like bourbon because bourbon is what we focus on. And, uh, and you have to play nice because we don't tolerate any rudeness. We want our listeners to get along and have a generally good time together in that room. And they do. And oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. We don't really have any issues, I think. A few pop up every now and then. And uh, our moderators take care of them pretty quick. Yeah. Drew, uh, Jason, and Adam, they all take care of that stuff. Now, to kind of help out with that rudeness stuff, we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. And we don't talk about social issues. We stick to whiskey in there. Celebrate life. Yeah. 
All right. So uh, we we do two shows a week. We do a short episode every Monday, uh, like today's episode, where we take one bottle and we kind of dive into it and, and talk about it and, and try to give you an indication of whether or not you ought to pick it up and try it yourself. You know, Jack Daniels, you've probably already had it, but if you haven't, it's a great pour. You should go ahead and get your hands on it. Uh, there's no reason why you wouldn't be happy to have this on your bar. I think everybody should. Sure. We do a long episode every Wednesday where we do uh, more of a deep dive, kind of a, an exploration of, of a guest or a series of bottles or a distillery. And, uh, you know, that episode usually lasts about an hour, Mike. It gets them to work and home, right? Heck yeah. I mean, you hear us just laugh and giggle and uh, we have a couple of drinks in us. We get it kind of giggly. So yeah. um, please Give us a listen. Um, so to make sure that you don't miss those episodes, though, you want to go over and just hit that subscribe button at the top of your screen, check or a plus button right there, and then you know what I'm going to say, Jim. I need you to scroll on down. You hit that five-star review. You know what happens if you don't give us that five-star review, right? I'm going to bring this big old bottle of Jack Daniels over to your house. I'm going to re- release my big friend, the big bad booty daddy of bourbon. We're going to drink some Jack all night. By the end of that night, you're going to give us that five-star review. You'll be laughing along with us. Hell, I'm going to even bring Jim with me. We'll be all giggling. So uh, give us that five-star review. We'd appreciate it. It opens up doors. It gets us into distilleries. It gets us nice bottles to review. Um, You don't want to miss next week's review. We got a pretty nice new craft distillery. Yeah, pretty exciting bottle. I think a lot of people are going to be very happy to hear about this one. Yep. Now, you know, this episode's run a little long, folks. We normally don't do 30-minute long craft distillery episodes, but a lot of information we wanted to get out today. Yeah. Definitely make sure you listen to Wednesday's episode. You will not forget it. Taylor Austin Die. she's going to have your attention. She gets everybody's attention. You know, she she not many people make me tear up. My daughter, my son... My wife, maybe, yeah. Every once in a while, I get a little emotional when I retired. I cried a little bit, um, but dang, she sang, and I, I start tearing up a little bit. That's a good. So Lord. you have to listen in to the very end of this episode on Wednesday. I mean, all the way to the end, guys, to the last song that takes us out, because uh, it's something very special. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. All right. Well, you can reach out to Mike and I. We're pretty available. Uh, you can reach out to me on email at Jim at the Bourbon Road. Mike is Mike at the Bourbon Road dot com. Uh, probably the best way. And we say this all the time is to hit us up on Instagram. Hit our DMs. I'm Jay Shannon 63. I changed my Instagram to match my TikTok. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yes, because it, it was confusing to somebody. Uh, they sent me something and said, hey, why is it two different things? So I changed it from one big chief. I am now big bourbon chief on instagram check that out i'm on there on tiktok too at big bourbon chief check out me on tiktok if you would too did you have to give up one big chief yeah oh my gosh can't oh. have two accounts <laughs> i don't know people are gonna have a problem with this they're gonna have to, it's gonna be hard all right folks <laughs> big bourbon chief got it yeah all right well we would love to have you listen to both our episodes we got another one coming out wednesday make sure you tune in Mike, what do we say every week? We'll see you on down the bourbon road.